Thanks for tuning in to this New York Fashion Week edition of the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Tommy Hilfiger, the founder and principal designer of his 39-year-old namesake fashion company. You may have heard of him. This week marks Tommy Hilfiger's return to New York Fashion Week after mostly sitting out since the start of the pandemic, with the exception being the iconic September 2022 show that we will, of course, discuss. I wanted to ask Tommy about the opportunity that Fashion Week presents his brand today. I also want to discuss how he's rethinking his approach this season. For example, is see now, buy now, still a go? Welcome, Tommy. To answer your question, see now, buy now will always be part of what we do. The see now, buy now idea now is uh, very different than it was in the past. In the past, you could see now, buy now something from the runway while on the runway. But we think that it's really important for influencers and celebrities to be wearing the clothes that are available for see now, buy now. And you could see them wearing whatever they're wearing and go to Tommy.com to buy them. Yes, I love that. And why is it important to show next season now? That's the new approach. You'll be showing fall 2024. Do people need time to digest or what? what is it about? Why is that important? While we elevate our entire collection, it's important for us to show in advance of the season because it takes time to make all of these different uh, garments. It's a different type of make. Uh, it's more of an artisan approach where we have uh, a lot of handwork and fabrics that are not easily and readily available. So it takes a bit more time to source everything. So therefore, we would like to show and then deliver a few months later. That makes great sense. Well, I'm thrilled that you're back at Fashion Week. I'm a Fashion Week lover. <laughs> Tell me why you're back. Tell me why now. Well, I love the idea of packing almost 50 years of my adult life that I've been coming to New York into what we're doing this season. And I'd also like to present styling that reflects the many faces of New York and Tommy Girl and Tommy Boy. All the different personalities from uptown to downtown, from brunch to dinner, from a slow stroll in Central Park or getting dressed up for the Met. So uh, we're returning to New York to celebrate our DNA and our codes of classic American cool style. Got it. I know an ode to New York. I love this. I will be at the show uh, wondering, first of all, let's, let's circle back really quick. September 2022. That was a show and a half. <laughs> there was, it was a rainy show. I don't know. There was Travis Barker on the drums. There was um, some, not screen printing t-shirt, whatever there was. Um, there were celebs on the, on the runway. Are we going to, can we see something similar this time? Or have you, are you taking a totally different approach in terms of the, the vibe, the, the show of it all? Well, the show will be different than any other show we've ever had because we keep changing and keep surprising the audience with something new, fresh, and exciting. But the show was inspired by Andy Warhol's factory. I was fortunate enough to visit Andy Warhol's factory with Andy in the early 80s, and it reminded me of a, sort of a creative beehive. 
with people doing uh, films, people painting, people photographing, people uh, writing different stories for Interview Magazine. And it was something that stayed with me uh, forever and will never leave my mind. What, what it was was uh, sort of a conglomeration of creatives all under one roof in his factories. So I wanted to use that as inspiration for the show in Brooklyn in, in, in the fall of 2022. So Andy Warhol in fall 2022, this time it's more about America and dreaming. Um, can we expect, oh my gosh, I have, I don't want to blow any co- secrets. I know like Sophia Ritchie was recently announced as an ambassador. Can we expect to see your ambassadors on the runway um, or part of the show as well? Some of those that are, go ahead. You will see ambassadors of the brand at the show. Uh, Sophie Ritchie will be there. Yay! She is, as you just said, our new ambassador. We're very excited about her. We think she's phenomenal. But you'll see uh, a different type of show. We're presenting uh, new American classics in an elevated way. And we're excited about all the different looks. Uh, always excited about the music. And certainly the location is going to be exciting. Everyone's in the front row is what I hear, which... I'll sit in the front row if I must. <laughs> well, I, I think there will be a lot of front row seats from what I understand. <laughs> For sure. What would you say? Why why sit out prior seasons? Why, why did you decide this is not a year to do it? I, I just think that we have to keep evolving. And as a brand, we're always looking at what is next. We're never sort of, I would say, satisfied with doing what has already been done. To me, it's really very important and exciting to move ahead with not only the fashion, but how we show the fashion and our advertising, our marketing, our fabrics, our shapes. Everything is always moving forward and uh, I never want to be complacent. Yes. I definitely think of your brand as being innovative and forward and you've you yourself are on TikTok. You guys have been on the meta in the metaverse. Um, if you, I mean, this is a big question. Like, where's fashion going? What is next? If you had to say say so, kind of big picture. It, it depends on the designer and the brand. Uh, every designer uh, goes in their own direction, and I certainly like to go in the direction of, uh, I would say, elevating the brand. But uh, introducing new fabrics, new shapes, new colors, but at the same time, keeping connected to our DNA, because we have a very, very strong personality. We have a strong DNA that's been with us for almost 40 years, and we also want to uh, make it fresh every season. What would you say is challenging you now as you keep, oh my gosh, you've had this amazing longevity. Is I'm sure there's something always weighing on your mind. What is challenging me now? I think how to keep uh, the same passion and ambition regardless of how long you've been in business. And it's important to stay true to the heritage while keeping up to date with pop culture and creating something for the next generation. It's in our DNA to partner with the most exciting creatives in pop culture, and that continues today. We've just announced our partnership with Sophia, as you know. And she's one of those icons who is reshaping what it means to influence fashion in the 21st century. She has impeccable style 
and an indescribable quality of inspiring people to connect and relate. She'll continue to partner with, uh, with us and with future makers and cultural pioneers that can bring new and fresh perspectives to our signature prep heritage. Right on. When you talk about what's resonating and tapping into culture, to what extent is does that mean a focus on Gen Z? Well, we have a deep legacy of hosting pop culture icons from the world of fames, fashion, art, music, entertainment, and sports in our front row. We'll build on our legacy to bring stars of music to our shows with surprise acts on the runway for a signature Tommy twist. Oh, I want to see an act. <laughs> well, a lot of them are at the Super Bowl this time, so we'll see who we're going to come up with. Oh my gosh, but you're not going up against the Super Bowl at least. You're on Friday night, night one. <laughs> That's right. Super Bowl is on Sunday. We're on Friday. Yes. We're not worried. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. As somebody who's been doing this a while, like in what ways you've seen it all, fashion still has work to do where? I know you, in terms of inclusivity, you've been doing amazing things with adaptive fashion that really others aren't um, awesome. Where else does fashion need to kind of move faster? Well, I think fashion brands and corporations have to be diverse. They have to care about sustainability and they have to embrace all. So that's not something new for us. It's something we've been doing forever. And we feel that it's just part of being in business today that uh, is not uh, a government requirement, but it is something that everyone needs to do. Do you have advice that you would like to give or that you, maybe you would give today for those who are newly entering the the industry? They're looking up to you as somebody who's made it in a very large way icon. Um, what, what would you say to them? Well, my advice to them would be to never give up and to choose a lane, choose an area that they want to focus on, whether it would be wedding or whether it would be swimwear or whether it would be sports ath athletic wear. But you have to choose an area and excel in that area and build a business that you are passionate about and that you really believe in. For sure. Do collaborations still work well for the brand? You've recently rolled out some amazing ones, I think around golf shirts, polo shirts. Tell me about it. Um, what's working? Well, we just did the collaboration with DJ Khaled and golf shirts, but uh, collaborations are as successful as you make them. And if you're collaborating with the right person or the right brand, you have the right product at the right time, at the right price, everything comes to uh, a success point. But I think that just doing a collaboration to do a collaboration doesn't make sense. It has to have meaning behind it. It has to have a thought process behind it. And it has to have a product that everyone loves. Yes. Well, somebody who's heading up the design for this huge brand, what continues to, how do you continue to stay inspired? What's especially inspiring you now? Well, I'm inspired by uh, just about anything and everyone, uh, from films to uh, different musicians, different sports stars. But I always go back to fames, fashion, art, music, entertainment, and sports. So I think that it's all about pop culture. And pop culture sort of is the uh, 
movement in society today worldwide. Yeah. And what are your hopes and dreams? I would say for the next 40 years, you haven't hit 40 yet. I hope and I expect that you'll do some fun things next year for the anniversary. But what what can we expect from the next year of Tommy Hill or the next 40 years of Tommy Hilfiger? We're always looking at what is next and we're always dreaming. We're always thinking about what the consumer would love. And we think that uh, having an authentic story to tell is probably as important as an advertising campaign showing great clothes on great models. So we always have uh, an authentic story to tell, and it always has meaning behind it. So I think that that will help propel us into the future, as it has in the past. But uh, we don't really know what is in the distant future. We just know that people will always need clothes, and it's important to give the consumer what they're looking for, whether they know what they're looking for or not. Yes, I have to ask a technical question, but um, considering the see now, buy now move, and I would think that for retail partners that you work with, that would maybe be a an adjustment in terms of your seasonal collections or your drops. Tell me how you feel right now about like the, re- the importance of retail partners in general. Are you still, um, I don't know, DTC split? Are you still working with your fair share of wholesale partners, what role do they play in the business? Uh, retail partners are very important to us, but DTC is equally as important. And I think you you can't have one without the other in this day and age. So I would think that being uh, uh, multi-channel, in, in, in a sense, is probably the best way to operate. Yes. Well, the pandemic clearly changed how you approach Fashion Week. You're not doing it as consistently. Um, what else did it change for the brand? Well, I think the pandemic changed a lot of people's minds as to how to dress, whether or not to work from home. Uh, a lot of people changed their residences. A lot of people changed their careers, but it made them look at life in a totally different way. But I think that it's getting back to normal now. And uh, I don't know if normal is the right word, but it's getting back to where people feel more comfortable going out and and, uh, not masking up as as much as before. I think that uh, staying home uh, had its virtues and benefits, but I don't know that everyone wants to stay home all the time now. For sure. So the collection that we're going to see, it's going to span the gamut from, if you do want to stay home, we've got something there. You mentioned kind of a black tie, night out type of a <laughs> a deal. We'll see it all. You will see it all on the runway on Friday the 9th. Amazing. Is there anything that you haven't done with the brand? Maybe a collaborator, maybe a, a category that you've eyed and maybe it's sparking new interest. Anything you haven't done that you're really like chomping at the bit to, to get at? I would like to expand the home collection at some point in time. We do have home but we haven't expanded it to the extent that I would like to. So that would be a dream of mine for sure. Yes. And because I promised Emma Sandler and my team, who's a fan of you on TikTok, (laughs) what's your TikTok strategy and why is it important that you're there personally? Well, I think you have to be on Instagram. I think you have to be on TikTok. I think you have to show up where the customer lives. Yes. And they're there, obviously. Obviously, they're there. Are you on Instagram yourself? Um, the company is on Instagram. Um, I was on it, but uh, it became too much of a, a chore for me. So yes. I think that w- we can show the brand uh, in a great way with Tommy Hilfiger and Tommy Jeans on Instagram. Yes, please. Gosh, in terms of 
innovation also. Are we going to see some digital activations on site? Will this be shown in your collection be shown in the metaverse? What and what other innovation are, can we expect from from Friday? Well, we have shown in the metaverse before. Uh, we're very digitally active, but uh, this is not going to be uh, a show of avatars and and the metaverse. We think it's important <laughs> pe- to pe- for people to really see the actual fabrics and see the clothes up front because we're really proud of the workmanship and proud of the fit, proud of the colors, and love the way it's all styled together. And I, I think that it's important every once in a while to pause and say, okay, look at what the most important aspect of the business is. The most important aspect of the business always has to do with the product. For sure. And you mentioned that affected the impact, um, the move from Out Bino. You need more time to make these beautiful clothes. Would you say that the quality is next level compared to anything you've done? The quality is next level compared to anything we've done. Hey, and... Will that affect price point? <laughs> I have to ask. It, it affects price point in a very minor way. It, surprisingly enough, it has not. Uh, the prices have not gone through the roof because we're very conscious of what the consumer wants to pay and uh, what the competition is. Right on. Well, Tommy Hilfiger, this has been a joy, a pleasure. So good to talk to you. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Nice to see you. Thank you very much. And hopefully you'll enjoy the show. I definitely will. (laughs) See you then. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with someone else you think would. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.